Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. Today we had the lovely and wonderful Katora Orji. She is fantastic. She, her accomplishment list is literally like out of this world. The things that this girl's been able to do at such a young age. I mean, she was born in 96, so what, she's like 22 at this point. Um, and she's a, a four-time Olympic United, I'm sorry, a four-time United States triple jump record holder, twice in the indoor, twice in the outdoor. Um, she placed the highest ever for a female, um, United States female Olympic triple jumper. I had mouthful, sorry about that. Um, and, and she's just done some amazing things. She's an eight-time NCAA champion. This girl is absolutely incredible. She's done so many cool things and she is working. She has her master's now. She's doing so much stuff. It's so incredible. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Super cool, very laid back. I mean, she's from my neck of woods up here in New Jersey. So we were able to talk fast to each other, I guess is a good way to say. It. So no, I'm kidding. Uh, very, you guys can understand it. Don't worry, I'm not too worried. But other than that, I sincerely hope you guys enjoy this episode. Love it. Take it. Listen to what she says. Listen to how she did everything. It was absolutely incredible. So other than that, guys, hope you have a wonderful episode. All right. Today, very special guest. We have Katora Orji. She's a USA track and field. She is a triple jump. I mean, this is ridiculous. She's a triple jump record holder as of right now for the United States, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Born March 5th, 1996 in good old Hoboken, New Jersey. Recently graduated from the University of Georgia where she was or slash is a seven-time NCAA triple jump champ, a one-time long jump champ, and is currently still there getting her master's degree. So we appreciate that. Congratulations. Katora has competed at the World Indoor Championships as well as a bunch of a litany of other um, international championships. She made the Olympics and was one of three female triple jumpers to qualify for the 2016 Games, where she placed fourth, which is absolutely incredible. Fourth in the world is something, I mean, if I'm like a hundredth in the world or something, I'm going to be super happy about that. And all right, this is where it gets even more ridiculous. She has set the United States triple jump record four times, twice in the indoor, twice in the outdoor, and is the current record holder for the United States in the triple jump indoor. Katura, thank you so much for joining me today. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you for having me. No, thank you for all the work. I mean, just by like reading that, I got tired. I can only imagine what it's like having to actually you know, do it. Um, so I think it's incredible. So if you don't mind, I mean, that is, that is very unworthy of an intro. If you don't mind kind of giving us a little bit more fleshing out some of these details and maybe kind of, uh, you know, telling us your story in your words, how's that sound? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just start out with my first sport, which is gymnastics. And I started gymnastics in third grade and the coaches kind of noticed that was kind of, um, talented. And so they wanted me to join the competitive team. At first I was just doing like tumbling the basics. And so they asked me to um, join the competitive team. And so I learned the routine and started out in level four, but they realized that they, they kind of thought it was going to be too easy for me. So they kind of rushed me through level five, six, and seven. And I ended up competing um, level eight. Um, and I really enjoy gymnastics. I still love it to this day, but I ended up quitting in eighth grade just because I didn't really like um, the sport. It demands a lot, 20 hours um, of practice every week. It's just a lot that it demands. And so I decided to quit. And I started track because I thought I was fast. Um, in elementary school, I used to race boys all the time in recess. I, I beat I their butts, them. I bet, right? <laughs> I did, actually. Heck yeah, but you I did. That today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to play recess. I used to play with them in recess, tag, all that stuff. So I asked my friend, oh, you're on the track team. How can I join it? She gave me the information. I went to the first practice. I thought I was fast. I wanted to be the next Allison Felix, that whole thing. And then my coach ended up putting me in the long jump my freshman year. 
which I was pretty good at, but nothing amazing. My sophomore year, I kept asking to do the triple jump and she was like, no, you have enough events. You're not going to do the triple jump. And I was like, why not? And she's like, you're doing fine in all your other events. And I told her, if I win the 400 and I win the triple jump, what is the difference? You, you get 10 points for the team, it doesn't matter. And she was like, all right, you can try it. And so I tried triple jump at like some small meet and ended up breaking the school record that day. And ever since then, it's kind of been history. And so um, I kept long jumping and triple jumping throughout, um, throughout high school. I made a world youth team, my first world youth team when I was a junior and I won a bronze medal in Ukraine and the silver medal. Silver medal and long jump, bronze medal and triple jump. Um, and then I went to World Juniors my senior year, and I did not do well there, but that's okay. We can move past that. <laughs> We're well past and then, that now. <laughs> and then I got a scholarship to the University of Georgia, and I, I visited a lot of other schools too, but I decided to go to UGA because of the coaches and the team. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot of, had a lot of fun here, a lot of success here, way more than I thought I would even have. And then going into everything you announced, I ended up coming to UGA um, and all my accomplishments from there. I made the Olympic team, broke the American record, so many things. And it's just been great the entire experience. So now I'm here. I'm here now. I'm actually signed with Atlanta Track Club. I'm the first field um, elite athlete they've ever had. And I'm also um, getting my master's in sport management, as you mentioned. So I feel like that's a good summary of, of how I got that here. That <laughs> is a fantastic summary. Thank you so much, Katera. That's incredible. I mean, just being able to do all that stuff just sounds, it's, it's insane. So let me get this straight though. So like the first time you ever tried triple jump at a track meet, you ended up breaking your high school record. Yes, I did. Um, the first jump was pretty close to the record and my, my coach went crazy. He's like, oh my gosh, we could, we could break the school record. This is amazing. And he got so excited and I didn't know what I was doing. Like I just tried the event and then I ended up breaking it and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm on my event. But he was like way more excited than me because I didn't really know what I was doing. That is insane. And so you never, like you had to have practiced it at least like once or twice, right? Like there's no way that he was just like, yeah, sure. Just go try this thing that you've never done before. Well, a lot of long jumpers also triple jump. So there's definitely some correlation. And I knew the movements, like I knew hop, step, jump. I kind of knew like the makeup of it, but I had never actually practiced triple jump because my coach didn't allow me. <laughs> wow. That is actually just like completely mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> that is that is so cool. And then another thing that you kind of glossed over, um, I can't remember the exact need. I'm sorry. I, I got lost in, you know, the the, uh, the the running list at this point. But um, you actually, you won silver medal in long jump and bronze and triple jump was yeah. did I hear that correctly so at what point and I guess why did you eventually switch from long jump because it sounds like you were killing it in long jump the whole time and you just kind of on a whim you're like heck let's try this other one too mm -hmm. you said why did I why yeah, did yeah 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 why did why did you decide to do triple jump rather than long jump because again I mean you you were doing better at long jump yeah, yeah. Well, I never actually stopped long jumping. So I've, I've long jumped all the way through college. And I think I'll probably still long jump as a professional. But I think naturally triple jump just came better. And so despite the fact that I performed way better in as on medal, if you if you rank my medals, it looks like I did better in long jump. But if you look at the distances, I had actually done better with triple jump. And so when you compare the two, it was more impressive, the distance that I got bronze with than the distance I got silver with. So I think it was just a level of competition and that. But either way, I've always pushed myself in both events, and I love them both. Very cool. That, that, thank you for that kind of uh, the better understanding of exactly what we should be looking for rather than medals. Cause I know that's one thing I fall into that trap a lot. Um, I know a lot of people fall into that trap. It's, oh, you're an Olympic athlete. What medal did you get? 
well, I didn't get a medal. Oh, that kind of stinks. No, I, you know, you're fourth in the world at something. That's absolutely incredible. Unfortunately, they don't give medals to every single person, but still, um, you know, you put in the effort, you went there, you did everything you needed to do. And I think, you know, that's one thing that hopefully we can also change that narrative a little bit with this is not everybody, um, you know, most people don't get a medal. It's still incredible that you were able to go and uh, represent your country on such a, such a high level. I just think it's super cool. So that is still yeah, absolutely incredible. So you randomly, let's say, start trying triple jump. Turns out you're pretty darn good at it. You ended up going to Georgia to hang out with Uga. Super cute dude. <laughs> um, so what, I guess, there you just started, it looks like, absolutely dominating triple jump and you were still pretty darn good at long jump. I mean, seven-time triple jump champion. Uh, what was the first one like? Like, what was it like <laughs> knowing that you're the best in all of college at something? Yeah, the first one was my freshman year outdoor season. And I think I was actually more excited about the distance as, as usual. I always focus on distances. So I would think I was more excited about the distance I jumped rather than winning just because I had been shooting. I feel like I had been shooting for that distance for so long. And in high school, I got close to jumping a certain distance, but then I never actually, like my best in high school was my junior year, not my senior year. And so I feel like I had kind of gotten into a slump my senior year and I was very upset and disappointed with my performances. So I think just coming to college and elevating that much, I was just so excited. I can't put into words what that first one meant, but I know that I was definitely very emotional because I, I was a freshman. Nobody expects a freshman to win um, a college national. So it was just yeah. very surprising. Considering you're 18, 19, you're competing against people 21, 22. I mean, clearly, you know, the biology says you're going to be better at 21, 22. So that's like absolutely incredible. And then I guess, what was the eighth one like? Like at what point were you kind of numb to just like, well, of course I won. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure that never happened, but what along the way, and you're just keep racking up these titles. I mean, did it ever get boring? Did it ever like, what did you, how did you just keep yourself <laughs> focused and motivated to make sure that you were still going to stay on top? Yeah, I don't think it ever got boring just because you get different competitors, um, different levels, different scenarios with where the weather may be bad at a certain thing, or you may be hurting in an area at, at certain meets. You don't know. There's so many different factors involved. So it never got boring, but I think I had to learn definitely to push myself at certain times. Like, just because other people or other competitors aren't pushing me doesn't mean I should just be content with where I am. And I always have to remind myself that I may be number one in college, but there's also America. There's also the world. There's so many people out there still that are better than me. So that's the kind of a way to keep myself motivated, whether or not I'm winning a college meet. I love that. I love that. And I mean, it's still incredible. I mean, and, and of course, I never thought you'd get bored. Don't worry. It's not boring. <laughs> Winning is the best. I mean, from the little bit that I've been able to do in my life, it's the absolute best. So I mean, it's just one of those things where I not like a lull, but at like number four, number five, number six, like it's, it's got to get to a point where you're just like, okay, all right, I get it. I'm the best. But it sounds like you were then able to motivate yourself. Um, extrinsically with the people from other people from people around the world as you said from people in the united states and then yeah i mean you ended up breaking the record in the united states four times as well um so we'll, we'll we'll get that to that in a second but um what was then qualifying for the olympics like at what point were you just like all right clearly i'm pretty good at college how do you how do you get invited to that meet? How do you get, you know, explain that process so that the audience and the listeners can really get a good understanding of what you had to go through to get to eventually the 2016 games. Yeah. So there's a thing called the 
Olympic trials and all the track and field athletes have to qualify to get there. So say I have to jump 45 feet to qualify for Olympic trials. Once I have jumped that distance, I'm now invited to the meet. I can go apply and end up competing at the meet. And so once you get to the meet, you have to have the Olympic standard also. And so say I get to the Olympic trials, I have jumped my 45 feet and I win. If I don't have the Olympic standard, I can't go to the Olympics. And so that's kind of another factor too, getting to Olympic trials and then also having the Olympic standard. And the third thing, which is usually the hardest, is placing top three at the Olympic trials. So each, um, each country can only take three athletes. And so that's why you were talking about the trio um, before three of us went to um, Rio and competed in the triple jump. So that's kind of the process of it. Um, I didn't even think it was a reality coming into college, but after training and my performances and how much better I'd gotten, it really became a reality as it got closer. Yeah. Well, like, well, when, when was that moment, I guess, when was like the realization of, Oh wait, like this is totally possible. Maybe even still like a slight, you know, long shot or maybe a dark horse, but you know, when, when was that moment you were just like, yo, I think I could do this. Yeah. I would probably say somewhere in um, January, February of 2016. Um, I know my coach had been thinking about it the year before he he told me to take the summer off and he's like next year's an Olympic year and he told me all of that but at the same time you just you just don't think you 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 want to but you don't know if you can that's the thing you just like Olympics it just doesn't seem like a reality it's a dream but it's never like I can touch this and so I think January and February of 2016 when I was jumping well enough to like go to the Olympic trials and maybe like win the Olympic trials that's when I was like wow I I may be going to the Olympic like this is real life and that is just crazy to grasp around. Even when I was in Rio, I'd still like to think like I am at the Olympics right now. Like I have to like remind myself, this is where I am right now. Uh, yeah. That's just so incredible. And I love hearing these stories because it's always so, so cool. And just the things that, you know, as you said, like it's always a dream, but like, you know, it's, it's always arm's length away. It's always pretty difficult to reach. It's kind of one of those things that usually stays a dream for let's call it 99% of people, but you were, uh, you put in the work, you had the, the, the talent and the, the drive and the motivation and you were, you were capable of doing it. So I just think that it's, it's so incredible. And I actually, I, I, I messed up. I actually want to take a second. And, and so you were a seven time NCAA triple jump champion and a one time long jump champion. So obviously two different disciplines. I want to know about the one on each side. Where's number eight and where, how did number one, where did I, I guess <laughs> start with number eight? Where's number eight? Where okay. <laughs> yeah, so I lost my first indoor nationals as a freshman. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's not that big a deal then. That's <laughs> Yeah, but the, the sad thing is that I actually was ranked first, but I didn't perform well. And obviously a great competitor too. I can't just say it was me. She oh, of course. Very well. And um, it was a great meet and I was, I was very upset. My coach was very upset too. But um, it's just a learning experience. That's what happens when you're young and you haven't gone to many big meets like this, um, just takes time to get adjusted to it. So Absolutely, yeah. I ended up coming second at that one. <laughs> All right, okay. So it was your first one. I thought maybe it was like, again, one of those lulls like your junior year or something. But no, it was your <laughs> first overall. I can't, can't really harp you too much on that one. And then the, the one time in long jump, where's the other seven? What's going on? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What was, the, what was that first one or what was that one time like in long jump and, and knowing that, again, you're, you're – one of the best in the country for collegiate athletes at two different things at the same time. Yeah, I always tell people that my greatest national champion out of all eight is the long jump one, just because everyone sees me as just a triple jumper. That's my best event. That's why I went to the Olympics, all that stuff. And so to go out there, and this was just a few months ago, to go out there and to show that I can also be good at another event is just another, a whole other level for me. And it's something I've worked at. I've always been all American in long jump. 
um, always competed against. And I've watched two of my teammates win, um, actually, long jump too. So like I've been there, I've gotten second in long jump. Like I feel like I've experienced all of it, but to finally win it was like the big, the, the, the icing on the cake, I mm-hmm. guess you would say. And it meant more than all the triple jump ones, just because that's, that I was the underdog in the long jump. I feel like I wasn't expected to do that. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It would have been awesome if it was like seven and seven, but I mean, I, can, <laughs> I, I guess we only can ask for so much, right? So sorry for having to uh, kind of go back in time for a second there, but um, when actually was the long jump? At what point during college was um, the long jump championship for you? Uh, it was June of this year. So it was oh, my last. Wow. Yeah. So it was like a couple months ago, three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you went out on top man that is awesome there you go that's fantastic yeah, my last nationals <laughs> that is so that is absolutely fantastic super glad i got to ask that question too so going back to the olympics so you go to the olympic trials you have the olympic standard obviously you make the olympic trials you do all that um as you said before i don't know if i said it on the recording or just before when we were chatting a little bit but the uh, the three of you there's the three women that were able to Make the make the standard, go win the trials, be in the top three, uh, obviously. And uh, well, I think I read somewhere you guys were the triple jump trio, which is an adorable mm-hmm. little name, fantastic. And so, what, what like when you did qualify for the Olympics, you saw the rings next to your name. Like, what was that like? Like that just must have been, as you said, like it was you pinched yourself when you were in Rio. I mean, before you even got there, and that flurry of that moment of seeing your name, seeing the rings oh my gosh, what the heck just happened? Like, what was that moment? Like, tell us about that experience. Yeah, it, it's still so surreal. Um, I was competing and I had the Olympic standard already. So I just had to place top three. And so I ended up winning the trials, was really excited. Um, I, th- I would think I was ranked. I, I think I was ranked first. So I was like expected to win, but to actually complete the job and know that it's definite, there's no questions. There's nothing that can stop me now was, was just surreal. You, you, once again, you don't know if you want to do it, but you, it's, it's actually there. Like you can touch it. And I think the bigger thing was the fact that we had three triple jumpers because America is known for not having the best female triple jumpers. Um, and we haven't always done well on a world stage when it comes to that, but to have three girls make it, I think that was the bigger deal. And a lot of people weren't expecting that. So I think it really put um, a stamp in the history of um, women's triple jump in America. That's fantastic. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I, I, uh, there, it makes sense that you guys got a cute little name now um, because it wasn't <laughs> quite expected. So I think that makes it way more interesting. And what was it like being able to share that experience with two other girls that it sounds like you've been competing with them for, I don't know, four yeah. years or whatever it was, at least a couple years. What was it like being able to kind of share in such a, you know, an amazing moment with two people that you're kind of pretty huge competitors with? Like you're all going, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, you're trying to beat each other. <laughs> yeah, I think it helped me cherish the moment even more because one of the girls that came second, she did not have the Olympic standard going into the meet. And so I think it was on one of her fourth or fifth jumps, she got it and you just see her get on the floor and start crying and just going crazy. And it kind of makes me cherish the moment because I already had the standard. So I kind of took it for granted, like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. Just got to focus on top three. But you could see she was out there putting all on the line to try and make this dream come true. And I think it helped really, me really cherish the moment seeing her so excited about the reality of that happening. That is super cool. Yeah, that, that's even more like, oh man, doing it, getting the Olympic standard at the Olympic trials and placing second all in the same just breath pretty much. Like, oh man, that has to just be absolutely wicked. Um, yeah. So then you go to the Olympics. What is like, what time, when are you there? When is your event? What was the opening ceremony? I mean, like, I know you said it, it's, it's still, you have to pinch yourself to remind yourself that you were even there. But I mean, tell us about that experience and how much fun you were able to have. 
Yeah, um, I had a lot of fun, first of all, getting the gear. I don't know if anyone's talked to you about like the whole process of the gear, but we went to Texas yes. first before we flew. And we went through, we were trying on like outfits for the opening ceremony and closing ceremony. They're sizing us. They're giving us all this like Ralph Lauren. It's just the nicest stuff I've ever gotten in my life. And I was like, I can't believe this. I was so excited about the gear. And they made you like your own little um, changing room with your name on it. And everything was set up so neatly. Try on these sneakers. And it was just like crazy. And I'm like, this, all this gear is for me. And they gave us like two suitcases of gear. Anyways, that's not even in Rio. No, it's so. fine. Someone, I, I, I interviewed someone else of uh, the same Olympics actually. Um, and she said the same thing. That was like one of her favorite parts, like getting to Houston with no bags and leaving with two giant suitcases, just full yeah. of stuff that you get to wear for hopefully, you know, hang up and wear the rest of your life. So you're not the only one. Don't worry, please. I love it. I love yes, it. Yes. Yes. And we had to send stuff home. Like people were in the hallways digging through. They're like, you need to choose stuff to send home and stuff to take to Rio. Anyways. Um, so we get there. It was cool. Cause a lot of team USA athletes were on the plane with us too. So we get there and they take us to Olympic village, which I was just recording. It looks like a whole bunch of huge hotels just next to each other. And you see countries have their flags. So you can, while you're driving around the Olympic village, you can tell what hotels, I mean, not hotels, what buildings countries are staying in. Um, they have the Olympic rings everywhere in Rio 2016. It's just, it lives up to the hype. I felt like it did. And so, um, the opening ceremony was fun. I didn't really like, I felt like I looked weird in the outfit. <laughs> some people looked really good on, some people I was like, this doesn't look good on me. But the opening cer ceremony was really nice. It was cool because all the basketball players were there, USA basketball players are there. And Sabrina Williams was there, got a picture with her. Um, so it was cool to meet all the other Olympians too and see them and see like Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles, all that. Um, I don't, I competed sometime in the beginning, I remember. And I was super nervous because I had never, other than World Indoors, I had never been to such a large meet. And all the people I was competing against were people that I had been watching on TV and I had looked up to. So it's like rivals becoming, idols becoming your rivals, like that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I was, I was so nervous. And I was the last qualifier in actually. So oh, 12 no. people qualified to the final. I was 12. <laughs> Coach was yelling at me. I was like, well, I'm in, I'm in, move forward. And so the next the, for the final round, I made sure to like compose myself, relax. And I was like, a tour, they're just competitors. You can do this. I relaxed. And on my first jump, that's when I broke the American record, which was then broken this year. But that's when I broke the American record. And um, I finished fourth, which is the highest finish for an American triple jumper um, in the event. Um, and then, yeah. And so school was also starting. So I couldn't even stay for the closing ceremony. Oh, man. Yeah, so me and, me and my teammate from Georgia, I also made the team, went to go watch volleyball one day. And yeah, I think that's, yeah. We went to go see gymnastics, actually. Yeah. Very cool. There you go. That, that one was uh, one for the ages. That was phenomenal. But no, I, I can talk to gymnastics and, and volleyball people. I'm talking to you right now. I want to know more about your <laughs> event and what you did. I mean, finishing best, I mean, breaking the American record, I mean, obviously is an unbelievable feat. You've done it a couple of times now. So again, it's already starting to turn into one of these NCAA records. Yeah, of course I'm going to beat it again. <laughs> right. But um, one thing that it's always interesting to me to hear what athletes talk about is kind of how certain people, as you said, you've never been to an event this big and now it's kind of, I mean, it was in Rio, so it was right in the time zone. So it wasn't difficult for us to watch. It's not like the one in, in, in Korea this past year where 
everything was out of whack. I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning to watch hockey and like none of that was happening. It was, it was essentially real time. So what's it like? I mean, I guess being on that big of a stage and knowing like, all right, like there's a billion people that could possibly be watching me right now. Like did, how did you handle that situation? Did you, was it one thing where you kind of pretended it wasn't there or did you kind of try and embrace it and just run, huh, run and jump with it? Yeah, I definitely didn't embrace it. I was more of the like, make sure I stay in my zone. Don't worry about the other people. Um, I think the biggest way though, is just God. Uh, my mom has instilled like a strong faith in me with that. And there's like a Bible verse I always say to myself before I compete. And so I think God and that helped me keep my nerves calm rather than trying to think of other things or trying to just do it on my own strength. I feel like that's, that's who really um, helped me in that moment. That's awesome. That hey, as long as it works, like that's we're rooting for you no matter what. Don't worry. But I just I'm always curious how athletes deal with that, um, especially when it, it, I mean it's unfortunate because you guys many Olympic sports are just that they're Olympic sports. We notice them once every four years, and it's it's unfortunate. I mean, like I still watch curling sometimes in off Olympic years because heck, curling's hilarious. I don't really know what's going on, but it's <laughs> um, track and field. I was watching the uh, NCAA track and field. What was that back in June? I mean, no, oh, maybe I was watching. I don't know. I was watching steeplechase for a little bit. It was, I didn't really get what was going on, but I had it on. Why not? Right. <laughs> so I, I occasionally do watch these sports, but at the same time, they're Olympic sports and they're, uh, they're noticed by a majority of you know, people around the world once every four years. So it's kind of one of those things where this is the biggest possible event for you. Um, maybe it's not the biggest in terms of you have the world championships twice every year and you're trying to go to those. And that's really how you make your money and do your thing and really make sure that you stay relevant in the community. But once every four years, man, we are, we are dead set on that television. I can tell you everything that's going on. And I just think it's incredible that in that moment with that kind of stage, you were then able to break a United States record, which unfortunately was broke, but something tells me you're going to get it in not too long. <laughs> um, you know, so I just think that is super cool. And you were clearly able to keep your composure. Um, and I just think, you know, that's, that's just absolutely incredible. And now, as we were talking before, I put a frowny face next to fourth place, but you said, no, 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 it's a happy face. I mean, like, I've been told by too many athletes now that fourth place is just, just a terrible <laughs> place. but I mean, clearly you're very happy about it because it sounds like, as you've been saying, you're way more worried about the distances. You're not really worried about where you end up. So um, is that really why? I mean, obviously breaking the record is incredible. So is that, you know, talk about that, that, um, that for a second so I can finally shut up and let, let you be the star of the show. Yeah, I think it's just a combination of how young I was and then also the ranking coming in. I think I was ranked about eighth coming in. And so I think I wrote down, they made us write a letter to ourselves before we went to the Olympics. And I think in my letter, I wrote, I want to place top five. And so that's why I'm kind of like so happy about it because it was the furthest jump, furthest I've ever jumped in my life that day. And then it's also, I finished fourth, which is the best finish ever by an American. So it's, it's kind of hard to be disappointed when you came in expecting to do something, but then you, you, you surpass what you wanted to do. And so I think a lot of people, when they're upset about, upset about fourth, it makes sense if you came in expecting to do first, second, or third, or if you were ranked first, second, or third, that makes a lot of sense to be upset about, um, about fourth. But for me, I was like, I'm just happy that I was here, that I was able to do this well, that I was able to jump the furthest I've ever. There were just too many positives to ever say, wow, I got fourth. Absolutely. And, and I must have misheard you the first time, or maybe I misheard you the second time. Fourth is the highest an American woman has ever placed. In the triple jump, yes. Ever. 
Yes. <laughs> that is weak. Oh my gosh. See, I, I thought I just heard it as you were the highest American woman that year, but no, that was the highest ever. So yeah, that, that's a complete smiley face. Are you kidding me? That's incredible. <laughs> You're able to break the record, be the highest ever in Olympics, uh, do all these things, break what you thought you were going to. As you said, you were 12th coming into the finals and you were able to jump all the way, huh, me again, uh, jump all the way to fourth place. I mean, that is just absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for putting in the time and the effort and being able to do all that stuff. I just thank you for representing our country because I definitely would have crumbled under that pressure. So really, <laughs> really appreciate you. So unfortunately you then had to leave early. Um, I think I'm sure there was a doctor there that could have wrote you a note, but I understand <laughs> you're, you're worried about your studies. I really appreciate that. So you're, I mean, this is 2016. Now it's 2018. Still got mm -hmm. it. You just graduated school. You just won the long jump. Is that still on the, um, so what, um, what what do the prospects of 2020 look like? I mean, you got two more years. You're getting your master's. As you said, you're a part of an Atlanta track club, if I'm not mistaken, or um, you know, you can specify that. We can talk about that a little bit more. But um, what are the prospects of 2020, and what do you need to make sure that, to do to get there and not only get there but place higher than fourth next time? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to continue to train with my college coach, which I feel like I've had the, I've had the most success with him, no doubt. And so – um, the biggest thing is just staying consistent. Um, last year was actually my most consistent year. My, my best jump is still from Rio, but last year was the most consistent I've ever been. The year of Rio, I was very up and down. Like I had huge jumps and then like an average jump, huge jump and then an average jump. But last year I had a whole bunch of very consistent, pretty good jumps. And so just moving forward, I definitely want to stay healthy because that's the biggest thing. If, you, if you're not healthy, you can't jump. And so just making sure that I'm not injured, injured and taking care of my body. Um, the other thing, which I don't know if I'm getting too technical, is but my, my run on the runway, um, sometimes my speed is very inconsistent. And so I need to work on maintaining that. My second phase, if, anyone's, if anyone that watches Triple Jump and knows Triple Jump knows me, my second phase is terrible. <laughs> I literally do a huge hop and then like a baby step and then a huge jump. And so there's a lot of improvement in my step phase, definitely. And I'm still working on my landing into the sandpit um, as well. So definitely fine-tuning technique. Um, and now that I'm a professional, I don't have to worry about so many conference meets and regionals and qualifying. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can kind of choose my own schedule and I can compete against the best of the best at many meets. So I'll, be, I'll have a lot more consistent um, consistency with very high level competition. I think that will push me a lot too. Um, so I think those are the biggest things going to 2020. Looking forward, I definitely hope, I'm hoping to medal. Um, I definitely don't want to do worse than I did last time. And so if I do better, that'll be a medal. And so I think rather than just focusing on will I medal, will I medal, I'm just going to focus on what I can improve. And then wherever that ends up, that ends me um, wherever that ends up placing me is, is fine with me. So I think yes. those are kind of the steps to get there. Yeah. And, and actually thank you for getting kind of technical, I guess, because I mean, you did a very great job at explaining it. Um, obviously I don't want triple jump on a daily basis, but I can kind of get a very good visual from the way you were saying it. And I think it's incredible that you can be so good at something and still have a, a really good understanding of what you need to improve on and be so specific about what you need to improve on. And I mean, you've known this for a long time now. So it obviously lends to the fact that this is an extremely difficult sport. This is not easy, um, clearly. And, uh, you know, you're one of the best in the country at it. And there's still so much that you can do. I'm super excited to see with not a full class load. I mean, obviously, graduate school is no joke. Let's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put that down or anything. Don't worry. I have friends in graduate school. I'm not doing that anytime <laughs> soon. But at the same time, as you said, not so many conference meets, still being able to work with your same coach, um, being able to go to the specific meets that you want to go to. 
it sounds like you'll be able to improve that over the next couple of years because you'll be able to have that little extra time and that's potentially then put you over the top. Something tells me you'll do a little bit better. And uh, that does shout top three to me, if not number one. So that would be pretty cool. So, um, <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Stop it, Katara. Stop it. Um, so what about your in graduate school? Tell us what your, what your undergrad was, what you graduated with, and now what you're going to graduate school for. Yeah, so my undergraduate degree is in financial planning, so just helping people manage their finances. And my graduate degree is in sport management and policy. And I chose that just because I was interested in maybe like being an agent or working alongside of a sports agent, or I just wasn't sure. And I've always thought about combining sports and finances and maybe helping athletes with it. And so I thought sport management would be a good um, good thing to add to my resume if that's what I wanted to do. So I decided to go to school for that. Heck yeah, that is phenomenal. Um, and have you, not to hijack this too much, but have you spoken with or, or met or hung out with Lauren Williams at all? Yes, I've spoken to her. She reached out to me and told me like, if I ever need help with my finances, um, that she can help me. And if I ever want to like, want like advice about the industry and all that stuff that she can definitely help me too. So yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah. She was amazing. I was, I had the opportunity to be able to, um, uh, interview her and yeah, what she's doing now is literally helping athletes with their finances. So I think it's super cool. And I was just curious because if not, that's an easy introduction for me to make, but it sounds like you already (laughs) got that far. So very cool. Um, I was actually a financial planner for a little while. Um, it's super, super satisfying. It wasn't quite for me, unfortunately. So I I had to stop doing that and I'm enjoying this a little bit more if I'm not, uh, I can't really lie to you about that, but (laughs) it was uh, very satisfying. You get to help a lot of people uh, make sure that their finances are in order. So it was definitely, definitely something that, you know, I could see you're a very nice person. So that's definitely something right up the road for you. Um, so I guess, I mean, that's, that's you in a nutshell, right? I mean, we've talked for the last 30 minutes about everything about you. I'm sure we could keep going down some rabbit holes, but it's eight o'clock at night right now. And I'm sure you want to kind of get back to studying and everything. So my one last question, um, which is very important to me and it's very important to athletes as well. And something that I do want to try and change the narrative on is the monetary aspects of either your sport specifically being an Olympian generally, however it works. But uh, many people have this understanding that a lot of Olympic athletes not only live a nice lifestyle, but a very nice lifestyle, but it turns out that a significant number of people on Team USA don't even get anything. They don't get a single dollar from the team. Um, and I just think that that is ridiculous to me. So now, you know, you've been on the team for a little while now. You've been obviously been to the Olympics. Um, we're not going to ask you how many dollars you've made, but at the same time, if that's just something that you could talk to and kind of explain maybe either your specific situation or other situations you've seen so that the, the audience can get a really good understanding of what it's like to be an Olympian, especially, um, you know, one of your caliber. Yeah. Um, I think I have a different perspective just cause I'm a jumper, but I'm also a college. I was a college athlete. And so any money that I could have gotten for finishing fourth or for making the Olympic team, all of that money I did not get. Oh. And so over the four years that I've been in the NCAA, I've made many teams like you named like world indoors, all those things. Every time I went to USA championships and competed Olympic trials, they were all prize money offered there, but I couldn't accept any of it. So I definitely lost out on a lot of money there. Moving forward though, um, the biggest thing with being um, a track and field athlete is it's not popular in America. And so you can go to Europe. If you live in Europe, everyone competes in Europe. If you're a professional athlete, you go to Europe to make money because they pay. Um, But if you go to Europe, a lot of people will fill the stands, go watch track. They love track and field. It's like a whole nother world there. But if you come to America, um, like UGA just won nationals. And if you come to our home meet, you wouldn't be able to tell that we have like that we have a national championship team. 
and like you go to the football games and the basketball games and that's what like is really popular in america so the biggest thing is that people don't like track and so if no one's watching track how are you gonna get paid that's the first mm-hmm. thing the second thing that makes it even harder for me is that i'm a jumper and so everyone that does watch track really likes running events and so they usually watch the 100 the 200 some distance events things like that um not many people know what triple jump is or what it entails any of that and so once again if no one's watching it what am i getting what am i getting paid for football players make so much money because everyone watches football um so i think the biggest issue when it comes to paying track and field athletes is just the popularity in america and the lack of it there and um so I think the hardest thing for me, I just graduated and I, as you can see, I was very successful with like my NCAA titles and I felt like I had set a good standard for myself to be able to sign a good contract and all this stuff and I had good expectations. And I knew I, I've heard people talk about like, oh, you're a jumper, so it's going to be harder. I, I knew all of that. But then when it came down to it, my agent was like negotiating contracts. I still felt very undervalued with what I ended up signing for and nothing against any companies that did like. Um, like make offers, anything like that. I'm very happy to be with Atlanta Track Club. I'm blessed to, that they that they wanted to sign me. But I think people on the outside would look at me and my accomplishments and be like, "Wow, she signed with Atlanta Track Club. She's making X amount of dollars." But it's it's just not the reality. Um, and if you know any track and field athletes, you know they do it because they love it, not because of anything else. Um, and because we don't get paid a lot, that's how you know that you're doing it because you love it. Because if you can't do it for pay. There's no way you can do it for pay. So I think that's, that's kind of in a nutshell what it is to be a jumper um, and a track and field Olympic athlete. But I love it and I'm going to continue to do it. And it's, and it's nice because if you, if you go to Europe and compete really well, you make a lot of money. You can make money through that. But there's no base, there's no base salary insured. And the other thing about traveling to Europe is, well, now you're not, you don't have your food that you want or you have to drink certain types of water or you have to get adjusted to time zones and you, you may not compete the best that you would have if you were in America. So there's just so many factors that go into being a professional track and field athlete. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, definitely very difficult. And to your point exactly, most people that watch track and field, you watch the 100, you watch the 200. Um, you yeah. watch the 100 relay, you watch the 200 relay. It's like, you know, those, those are like, you know, I, I feel like those are really the biggest events, unfortunately. And it's, it, it is a shame, especially as you said, you know, with all your accomplishments, breaking the world record four times, doing all these crazy things and, and really being undervalued is, is very disappointing in my opinion and i'm sure i'm not the only one that holds that opinion but um you know this is just you know hopefully one way that i can help give back um by having this by doing this getting people to recognize you and understand you but then also understanding your story what you've been able to do and still the fact of how significantly undervalued you are i think it is um absolutely ridiculous but we press on you're gonna keep kicking butt maybe you go to europe i hear it's a really cool place anyway so maybe you can make a couple yeah. dollars over there it's not too bad um so you know hopefully you know we'll cross our fingers for you Katara. Thank you. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and, and, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Please, please, please. I was just going to say that um, at the same time, USA Track and Field is also growing. And so they do provide a lot of money for their athletes too. There's different grants out there. They're, it's definitely growing and they're working towards it to make it better. But I just think it's not where it should be. And that's okay. It's, I think as long as we keep working and improving, it will get there. Yep. Let's keep, let's keep pushing it. Keep making that narrative. Keep giving that. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day we will get there. Yeah. Maybe you'll be the pioneer. How about that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So one last time, uh, we have Katora Orji. She is of track and field. She's a triple jump, four-time record holder, eight-time NCAA champion. I mean, fourth at the Olympics. We could keep going on, but we've already done all that today. So Katora, thank you so much. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you being here today. 
Yeah, thank you for having me and thank you to anyone that listened. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much again for listening to this episode of Our Athletes. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you guys are getting something out of it. I truly believe that for the amount of time, energy, blood, sweat, tears our athletes are putting into trying to be elite athletes and representing our country on the highest possible level, we don't give them nearly enough recognition. So um, this is my little way of giving back. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I hope you guys get something out of it, a little inspiration, maybe some fun, some interesting stories. Everybody likes a good story. So um, as you've heard in this episode and in many of the other ones, these athletes are going through incredible things to be able to represent us. And I think it's amazing on their part and we sincerely appreciate it so thank you guys if you could rate comment share subscribe do whatever you have to do tell all your friends about it because i do think um that we deserve to show our athletes a little bit more so thank you guys so much and i hope you have a wonderful day